Here at Kerygma Ventures, our love for the Bible doesn't stop us from having questions about it. Quite the opposite. Our love for the Bible makes us more curious about it. Do you sometimes wonder how the message of the New Testament gives meaning to the Old Testament? Are you fascinated by how Scripture applies to your life? If you do, head over to studythebibleguide.com to get some answers. Listen, we've got a simple guide to give you. It's free, and it's packed with practical tools to help you study the Bible. That website, again, is studythebibleguide.com. And thanks for listening to this Kerygma Ventures podcast. God bless. Hi, I'm Karis Hall McCollum. I'm sitting here with my dad, Dudley Hall, and you're joining us for an episode of Papa, I Have a Question. This is where I just get to sit down with my dad and ask him questions about life and godliness. I realize that over the years I've had the great uh, privilege to have a great resource to go to when I have questions about Bible reading or a sermon that I heard or just questions about doing life. And as an educator, I know that most of the time, if someone has a question, someone else has that same question. So we're inviting you to join us today as I say, Papa, I have a question. Good. Good to be back with you and deal with these questions together. Yeah. So this is actually a question that a friend asked and I realized, mm, I think I have some some thoughts on it, but I'm, I'm not sure I'm articulating them well. Um, and so... You've got more life experience and more uh, under biblical understanding than I do. So I want to talk about um, depression. The question that came up was, is depression in the Bible? Like, do we see evidence of depression in, in Bible times? Or is, like, we know we have authority over, the Jesus gave us authority over everything, but it sure seems like in our culture, depression is winning a lot of battles right now. And so where does God talk about depression? Yeah, well, it's a good question because there are a lot of people that feel guilty if they have negative feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, our culture has outlawed negative feelings. Right. Parents sometimes feel the pressure to not let their kids have a negative feeling. Yeah. They're having a negative feeling, then we got to fix it. Yeah, and there's a stigma of like Christians shouldn't feel if if you're a Christian or if you're a good Christian, then yeah. everything is rosy and everything is fine and Jesus is Lord over everything. Yeah. Well, the Bible is uh, is full of it's full of it often deals with people that are in a depressed state. Now, when we talk about depression, that can be a clinical uh, analysis or a cl- right. clinical diagnosis. So it would depend on what we're talking about, different different levels of depression. But being in a depressed state, being aware that you've lost something, being aware that uh, things are not like you anticipated them to be, uh, life seems to have fallen in on you, or you, you're confused, that's that's in the Bible because humans are in the Bible. Right, right. And ever since uh, the Garden of Eden, humans have been dealing with the fallenness that sin has produced and uh, it, it doesn't do any good to deny it. Right. So in the Bible, we have, uh, you know... Some, it actually bit, does more damage oh, to absolutely. deny it. Yeah. yeah. It, it's it's uh, it's ignoring the fact that there was a fall. Yeah. And we don't need to ignore the fact that there was a fall. We need to acknowledge the fact that there was 
a resurrection. Mm. Yeah. But but in our fallen state, we're susceptible to everything. Mm. Uh, some of the great heroes of the Bible um, had episodes of depression. I think quickly of uh, Elijah. Mm-hmm. Elijah did a magnificent thing as he confronted the prophets of Baal, and, and he won. I mean, God won. But evidently, there was a lot of energy expended there. Right. I mean, I, he not only built the altar and had the fire and what he had, he killed a bunch of prophets. Yeah. And then Jezebel got after him, and he ran 30 miles. <laughs> and he was a little tired. Yeah. And so he comes to a place where he says to God, I'm the only one left, mm-hmm. which is a symptom of depression. Mm-hmm. Nobody understands me. I'm in this alone. I'm isolated. Uh, I'm the only one left, and I, it'd just be better if I died. Mm-hmm. Which is another statement of depression. Of yes. like, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm in everybody's way. I'd mm-hmm. be better if I got out of here and whatever. So God doesn't come and say, shame on you, Elijah, for for, for being human. <laughs> he, he comes and he says, uh, I'll send some ravens to feed you, and I want you to take a nap. And uh, here, lay down by this pool and drink water and refresh yourself. Mm-hmm. So there's some very practical things that uh, where the solution is telling us what the problem is. He's depleted. Mm-hmm. You can be depressed out of depletion. And then uh, I think about in the New Testament, John the Baptist, uh, he had a magnificent ministry and he was preaching boldly and whatever, but he got put in prison. And he was disappointed, and so he sent his disciples to Jesus to say, was I wrong? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you the one we were expecting, or is there another? And uh, Jesus answered and corrected his his disappointment and said, mm-hmm. let's, let's look at what the promise was mm-hmm. from a new perspective. And uh, so John the Baptist experienced that. Even the Apostle Paul indicates in his second letter to the Corinthians, he says, you know, God is really interested in comforting you, but in, in comforting you, it'll, it, it is predicated upon the fact that you're going to need comfort. Right. So he said, we went through some terrible affliction, persecution, deprivation, and whatever, to the point that we despaired even of life. Mm. Well, that might not be clinical depression, but that's a depressed that's state. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so he so he said, we realized that God was letting us experience the depth of the depression, so we could discover we don't depend upon ourselves, but we we latch on to another source of life. Yeah. So 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 there are lots of reasons for depression, but to answer the question straight out, yes, it's in the Bible mm-hmm. because humans are in the Bible, and because fallenness is a real thing. And it affects every aspect of our life, mm-hmm. including our feelings, our perceptions, our perspectives. And all of those go into whether or not we're having negative feelings, positive feelings, or whatever. And uh, also, you can go to the psalmist, David and the others. Yes. And sometimes you read those and go, I don't know if I want to read that. That's <laughs> throwing me into depression. Right, right. So so, so negative feelings are not negative, are, are not uh are not sinful. Right. It's it's just being real, but realizing that even when I am feeling my worst and even when when I am at the point of despair, 
there's hope because of what God has done in Christ. And so sometimes all I can do is say, I know you're there. I can't see you. I don't feel you. I know you're there. And I'm going to be here till I can see you. Yeah, that's good. I hadn't thought about John the Baptist, but his statement of, was I wrong? What he's saying is reality, this reality doesn't match. Yes. Doesn't my, my, my picture of reality is not matching walking this out, which is a statement of depression of like, yeah. all of a sudden I don't recognize reality anymore. Or people would say like, I'm living in a different reality or, you know, that kind of thing. And he needed someone to point out in this case, he got the, the best. He got Jesus pointing out, Oh, no, no. Let's turn this back. This is reality. Yeah. Um, which brings up a good point that we need people in our life to help us point out that reality of like, yeah. hey, you're seeing things this way because right. of disappointment or frustration or because it didn't happen the way you thought it was. You're seeing things this way, but let's look at the truth. Let me help point you into to true reality. And maybe that's Maybe you can do that with just a conversation with Jesus, but maybe you need a person. Maybe yeah. you need a father. Maybe you need a spouse. Maybe you need a friend um, who, or a counselor who's saying, hey, let me help you, you know, get back to, to looking at real reality. Yeah. And as, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we need to realize that oftentimes you can help somebody with, without having a degree in psychology yourself. Mm. I think of times when I was in a depressed state or, you know, sometimes it was just somebody saying, uh, it's not as bad as you think. Mm-hmm. Or somebody going, uh, you know what? We've thought about that long enough. Let's go do so and so. Sometimes that's all you need. Mm-hmm. You just need an outside voice shocking you into, into reality, yeah. which is what Jesus was doing with John the Baptist. And then sometimes you do need uh, you need somebody to listen for a long time, yeah, and help you work through your story, yeah. Because usually, when we're in a depressed state, we misinterpret our story. Yes, and oftentimes there's layers, yeah, of like I viewed it incorrectly because I viewed it incorrectly because I viewed it incorrectly yeah. because I viewed it incorrectly. So we have to unpack that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's really good. There might be another question in that. Could be, (laughs) but not today. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for joining us for Papa, I Have a Question. Uh, Join us again and send me your questions. Thank you so much for listening to the Kerygma Ventures podcast. We'd love for you to join us next week as we continue to bring you conversations and messages that challenge you to live a life of grace and freedom, developing a thriving relationship with Jesus. If you enjoyed today's episode, would you share it with someone in your life who you know would be encouraged to hear it? Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.